Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McCarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together they make up the Church Safety Guys, their mission to inspire, influence, and impact church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church. Well, good evening and welcome to the Sunday night broadcast of the Church Safety Guys. I am James and uh, this evening we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, It's actually just uh, myself this evening uh, and we are actually editing the length of tonight's broadcast. And initially our plan was to actually uh, not have a broadcast uh, this evening because of Super Bowl and, and everyone doing church activities and that sort of thing. But we decided to to push ahead and and do it earlier, and so uh, we've got some great content for this evening. We wanted to share with you. We wanted to get the word out, and so we always, as always, we appreciate you joining us tonight. So, if you are joining us at a later time on YouTube, uh, feel free to click like and subscribe on the lower right hand uh, corner of the page, and then if you're joining us from uh, a podcast method please uh, take the time and and hit like and subscribe on Amazon or Apple or wherever you're listening to us in that method. Um, As always, you're welcome to post um, in the comments uh, where you're listening from, what church you're with, and uh, like normal, that actually helps us gear gear up and and figure out uh, where our demographics are listening, and that kind of helps us out some. So um, we had an opportunity uh, this past week to actually reach out and connect with a gentleman uh, you probably have never heard from before or heard about, and uh, his name is uh, Charlie Min. Now, for those of you that like uh, real crime documentaries, um, he is... um, pretty much a legend in that in that area and you can go to Amazon and you can type in Charlie Men and uh, all of his movies or, or quite a few of his movies will come up on Amazon so you can watch um, you know what what his work is uh, but recently he actually met with the folks at Sutherland Springs in Southern, First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs Texas uh, with Pastor Frank Pomeroy and also with Stephen Williford, and he created uh, a very realistic um, documentary of November 5th and what happened November 5th, 2017 with the active shooter at the Sutherland Springs Church. And when we found out that this was actually being released, and it's, it's actually being released in Texas, in El Paso, this coming Friday, um, the 12th, and then the rest of Texas on, I believe it's the 26th, uh, when we found out that he had done uh, this movie on those events, uh, I reached out to him and asked him if he would consider coming on and talking to uh, uh, talking to us and the church safety guys and talking to uh, the church community about the importance of what happened that day and understanding the true details. Now, if you haven't uh, gotten a chance to go back in some of our archives and hear our interviews with Stephen Williford and Frank Pomeroy, uh, please do so. They're actually on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and you can access those. Um, 
but the the reality is that those are probably some of the most life-changing broadcasts that we've done and uh, we can continuously get feedback from from you folks which is awesome uh, about how that's really impacted their um, their church's leadership's perspective on security and safety and so uh, the the first baptist church of sutherland springs shooting in sutherland springs texas was the worst texas active shooter um, situation in the history of texas um, it is, I think, one of listed as one of the top five in U.S. history, and certainly the top number one for church history in the United States. And you know, a lot of times when when I talk to the other guys about doing a broadcast this evening, um, and we were talking about, you know, we got a chance to meet with the director and kind of interview him um, and talk about his film. One of the things that we uh, we discussed was the fact that a lot of times as we move on through our lives we tend to forget uh, important history of what's happened and sometimes we forget what's gotten us to a certain point uh, for example you know this year is the uh, 20, 20th anniversary of September 11th and so uh, we have an entire generation that unfortunately doesn't remember that doesn't know that um, but those of us that do remember, uh, remember it with honor um, and remember those individuals uh, very seriously. And so uh, one of the reasons that I love uh, this movie with um, director Min that he's put together is because he's actually captured uh, very passionately and very strongly some of the essence of that community coming together before, during, and after uh, that tragic event. So uh, I would encourage you all uh, to listen to the previous broadcasts with uh, Frank Pomeroy and uh, Stephen Williford. And I would also encourage you uh, to, to reach out. If you're in the Texas area, uh, definitely go see this when it release, releases um, coming up this month. And uh, stay tuned. And um, as it releases nationally, uh, or if it goes to a streaming platform, we, we will uh, keep tabs on that and let you know. So uh, because of the content uh, for this evening, because of the recording, um, I do just want to say uh, viewer discretion uh, is to be advised uh, because of the language and because of the realism uh, of the situation. So um, not typically something we say or do, but again, uh, this is this is what really happened, and so we're we're uh, eager and anxious to to play this interview that we had with Charlie Min for you. So, um, as always, uh, we'll be in the background, uh, but we'll key it up, and uh, it's it's not a full. We're not going to do a full broadcast tonight. It's it's about 20 minutes uh, this interview. So hang with us and uh, and enjoy. Okay, so we are uh, live this evening, and we are talking to uh, film director Charlie Min. And uh, I came actually came across uh, his his information from uh, one of the movies that he's working on, and uh, the movie's entitled Miracle on Fourth Street. It's actually coming out soon, and we thought that uh, it was really valuable for churches to see it and uh, and be reminded. Uh, of the events in the movie. So 
Um, Charlie, thanks for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it, and uh, and welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So, uh, for for our listeners that might not know um, much much about your uh, your background and how you came to this place, wh- why don't you go ahead and uh, and just uh, give us that that info? Sure. So, my name is Charlie Min. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I was working on the news as an on-air reporter anchor for 10 years in various markets before turning my complete focus into film. I pretty much dived into documentary filmmaking on instinct uh, because of my years as a journalist. Um, I've always been fascinated by true crime, followed it. Um, Certainly don't like true crime, but I'm fascinated by it to follow it, to find out why these things happen and um, victims and thinking about the aftermath and uh, why these things occur. So I just felt with documentaries, that was one way to break into the filmmaking world. What I do is very specific. It's true crime documentaries. And I've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, I've been able to make 33 movies over those 10 years. Looking back on it, I it's almost a miracle. I would have never thought. I mean, I just remember after making my first film, I said, wow, that was quite an effort. And to think that I had 32 more in me <laughs> 10 years later, I would have I I told you there's no way. There's just, there's, just, there's just no way. I don't have time to, to make that many. But um, after making one, two, three, I just kind of got the hang of it. And uh, it became very natural and organic and instinctive. And sure. uh, you know, the great thing about true crime documentaries is that you don't, you're not working with million dollar budgets. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about uh, raising a lot of money. Um, it goes faster, a true crime doc. Whereas um, a fiction film, you have to write a script, you have to rehearse with actors, and that takes a lot longer and it's far more expensive. So what I do is very, very specific. Uh, I got lucky. My first film, I was telling you guys earlier, the, the bowling alley massacre in Las Cruces called Nightmare in Las Cruces was sold to Lionsgate. So that made every other film following that a lot easier to make uh, in terms of raising money, in terms of getting distribution. Uh, I've sold films through Investigation Discovery, uh, Discovery uh, Gravitas Ventures. I uh, worked at NBC. I was a producer for America's Most Wanted. Uh, which, of course, was one of the most popular true crime shows out there. And um, I've put 20 films on Amazon Prime. So uh, wow. I've done quite a bit. I've been very, very active. Uh, I like the hard work. I enjoy the hustle. And um, I love grinding things out. I come from a hockey background. So <laughs> I, I almost feel like I'm still playing hockey in a way. Every day when I wake up, filmmaking to me is almost like a hockey game. Every day is a war. Every day is a battle. Uh, every day is tough. And um, but, you know, I embrace it. I embrace it. And I I, no one said it was going to be easy. Uh, It's a very difficult field. Uh, It's very difficult to succeed. And once you succeed, it's difficult to maintain that um, that success. So here I am now, uh, roughly 10, 11 years later, uh, making a lot of documentaries in Sutherland Springs. Yes. uh, You know, the day it happened, I remember I was just very focused in on all the details. And uh, what struck me about the massacre was I never heard of um, 
a good Samaritan like that confronting the shooter, engaging in a gunfight, and then chasing the shooter in a car with the aid of a friend uh, or aid of a stranger, I should say. Uh, the two sure. of them meeting, chasing the shooter um, to the point where the shooter had to basically surrender and he committed suicide. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I learned more about what happened inside the church and all the miraculous stories. So um, I contacted Stephen Williford. He was really the key and uh, he was very open. He, he, he trusted me. One thing led to another. We were filming. And here we, here we are now, uh, February 2021. We're about to release the movie in 10 theaters. Wow. That's, That's great. Cr- That's great. And I, it's right in the backyard. I, I see there too, Charlie. I am in uh, Central Texas myself. I've had the uh, opportunity to meet Mr. Wilford and, and Frank in person um, a few months back as a fundraiser for one of the gentlemen, um, I'm gonna blank on his name, but he was one of the worship leaders uh, of Sutherland Springs, and they did a fundraiser for him to help put a wheelchair ramp uh, permanently in the front of his his home. Um, so I'm, oh, Kyle I'm Workman. To... Yes, yes, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so, that's great. That's uh, it is it is great. It's it's kind of funny because I I went onto Amazon after I talked to you on the phone I went on to Amazon to kind of look through some of some of your past uh, past movies and the one that's that one that stood out to me was the where is Robert Fisher um, and I think honestly I think it was about three or four months ago like I was going through Amazon and and I'm a big criminal minds fan myself and and true crime and it popped up and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this because it looks interesting. That that one that you did is fascinating. Like, I literally, I was sitting on the edge of my seat and uh, it was very, it was very well done. Um, I, a lot of times if I'm working or doing something around the house, I'll turn the TV on and have that, you know, in the background. And I had to stop because I couldn't just watch it. It kept pulling me, <laughs> kept pulling me into the story. But, um, and I, I have actually gotten a chance to watch some of of Parkland, which I think is really fascinating too. And I know with the Parkland one, um, there's there's still a lot of discussion about active shooters in general and how you know an individual walks through the building and how to respond to that and um, just analysis of of what happened and what went wrong in that situation. Um, but uh, for for the sake of our listeners, uh, the Sutherland Springs movie that's coming out is is and we've shared it a few times in our groups, but it's actually called Miracle on Fourth Street, and um, it goes through. And how many Charlie? How many people did you uh, interview for that? Roughly ten to fifteen people. Okay. And you just went through, uh, went through the the church and kind of highlighted the the new building that they built. Yeah, that's definitely a part of it. Um, the church, uh, uh, they were approached by a very um, significant um, person who who constructs uh, buildings and and whatnot. And this uh, this man came forward and and basically did the entire church for nothing. The church got a free church and wow. um, great. For, yeah, great for them. 
it's an absolutely modernized, state-of-the-art, spectacular uh, structure. And um, it came at a great price, uh, obviously. Uh, came at a huge price, but um, you know, I think that's part of the comeback. Uh, a setback sets up a comeback. Evil did not win. Uh, we have a community that was absolutely uh, reeling from this massacre, mm. and they've really turned it around. They've, they've come a very long way. I'm so proud of the people there. That uh, I mean, it's a tiny community. I mean, if people don't know, Sutherland Springs is about 600 people. Uh, everybody knows everybody. There's literally like one post office, maybe one restaurant. And um, there's like a rule. If you're not friendly, don't go to Sutherland Springs. So <laughs> I love it. roughly roughly 10% of the population was inside that church that morning sure. when evil walked in. And uh, the killer who I don't, I don't mention his name in the film. He was a, a white male uh, from New Braunfels. And he was actually looking for his, um, his mother-in-law. And... Um, you know, we touch on that, you know, lightly in the in the movie, because all the focus is on the is on the uh, innocent people inside that church, uh, the families, the survivors, um, the great Samaritans. I think we should call them great Samaritans, not good Samaritans. I love it. And um, a lot of people uh, showed a lot of courage and humanity uh, that day um, inside that church. It did. Yeah, we, we were able to talk through a few stories when we had Frank, uh, Pastor Frank came on our broadcast in the past. We also spoke with Stephen Wilford. We're blessed to be able to hear stories from both of them, and I'm sure you've been able to uh, capture so well in this movie. So we're we're extremely looking forward to that. It, it's It's been a moving story for us. Um, like I said, we were blessed to be able to have them on the broadcast. And there are just so many stories that, that Frank alluded to of folks that day and what happened um, during during all of the chaos, during all of the, 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 the deadly part of that day, but just some miraculous uh, human stories that come out of that. And uh, it's just amazing to, to be able to know that there's going to be a movie and you were part of that to put this out here. Um, it's it's a story that needs telling, and and I'm I'm glad that that's going to be the case. All right, so we are going to take a quick break, and then uh, when we come back, we will actually play the the remainder of uh, this interview and also uh, the trailer for those of you that haven't seen it. Uh, you can. Uh, Stay with us and we'll be right back. With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. church bad things can happen medical emergencies active shooters predators even domestic disputes is your church is your ministry is your sanctuary prepared do you have a safety or security team 
Find out how you can be with James McGarvey's new book, The Case for Church Safety and Security. James McGarvey's experience and training, along with a biblical foundation, bring much-needed information in today's trying times. It offers a true biblical perspective for starting, keeping, and growing a safety or security ministry in your church or place of worship. The Case for Church Safety and Security, a brand new book, includes a special foreword by Frank Pomeroy, the pastor at the First Baptist Church, Sutherland Springs, Texas, where they experienced the worst active shooter in U.S. history. This compelling book shares insight on preparing yourself and your church from potential threats with a biblical worldview. Start your journey to a more secure ministry and worship freely knowing you're safe. Get more information now at churchsafetyguys.com and pick up your copy today. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping equip, train, and disciple church safety and security teams. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We are protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources. Well, good evening and welcome back from the break. Uh, If you are just joining us on YouTube or a podcast uh, channel, uh, make sure to click like and subscribe in the lower right-hand corner. And uh, tonight we are playing an interview that we did with uh, film director Charlie Min. And Charlie is releasing uh, this coming Friday, February 12th in El Paso, uh, the movie Miracle on 4th Street. And uh, for other information on theaters uh, that might be releasing it uh, near you, um, visit his website at MiracleOnForth.com. So now uh, I will key up the remainder of uh, this interview with Charlie. Uh, One of the questions, coming back from a a break, one of the questions that I had for you, Charlie, was... um, I know every time you do a, a different movie, um, different you have different surprises pop up during the filming. What what do you think was your largest surprise with with this particular movie? I would say some of the stories that uh, occurred inside the church. There was um, a girl who was shot in her eyeglasses. I've never heard of such a thing. Her <laughs> eyeglasses flew off her head. She didn't get hit, but her eyeglasses did. <laughs> so, um, how close can you get? And yeah. then, um, 
a five-year-old kid takes five bullets for a weapon of war. And um, a few months later, he's throwing up the first pitch at a, a San Antonio mission team. Yeah. Another kid shot, I believe, seven times. Half a year later, he's walking across the podium at his uh, high school graduation. Uh -huh. standing ovation. So, I mean, these are the stories that I live for. Uh, those stories of guts, humanity, courage, and um, the most beautiful part of a human being is guts. If you have guts, people will respect you. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's great. Yeah, I, you know, one of, and and the guys will agree with me, when we went through the process of, of talking to um, Pastor Frank and, and Stephen, it was, it was very moving. All of us learned so much that we had never known before, just from, and I think I, I mentioned that to you, obviously, the, the, when, uh, when you and I were talking on the phone, but obviously CNN and Fox and the news doesn't always portray everything exactly how it happened there's sometimes there's a lot of miscommunication there um so it's interesting actually going back and and i would say that that very much that story of being able to talk to them and and hear what really happened firsthand uh that really impacted us as well uh from the aspect of you know i i remember exactly what i was doing when that happened to me that you know that was a september 11th because you know, we live, live, breathe, uh, church security and safety, you know? And so when, when we hear one church have, have that type of situation, um, you know, when one church suffers, we all suffer for them. So to me, that was kind of like, oh my gosh, I wish I was there. I wish I could do something to help in that, you know, in that situation. So it was very moving to, to talk to them. And I think we, we definitely felt the same way um having them having them on the show um we're going to take a, a quick break uh from question questions for charlie and i'm actually going to go ahead and play um the trailer so you guys can actually see it firsthand and then after uh, it's just a couple minutes and then after that uh we'll we'll go back and and wrap up some some extra questions for him so hang tight and i will actually play it i here. never thought that i would see the devil fighting God with my own eyes. Evil came to small town Texas. The gravity of what had happened in a church on a Sunday morning. My daughter came into the room and said, Dad, there's someone in black tactical gear shooting up the church. We're just such a small community and all we have is a sheriff's department. We don't have a police department. Six out of six rounds, I hit him. But he had on class three body armor. He was able to get into his vehicle and ran down the road just as fast as he could. He ran up to my window, briefed me. He says, that son of a bitch just shot up the church. And we, we made chase.
The shooter was coming down through here with us hot on his heels. He turned the corner here and went straight through that fence. I had my sights to the rifle trained on the, the driver's side of the car and I was yelling, get out of the car, get out of the car. And so the next Sunday, you know, we debated, do we have church? Do we just cancel everything? And then we went back to evil cannot win and love never fails, so let's have church. I see how life moves on and how these beautiful souls have beautiful families and how everybody has stayed united. Every one of the survivors is a miracle. There are so many that took so many shots that you would think they would be totally incapacitated. We're not victims, we're victors. Okay, so we're back, and that was just the Miracle on 4th Street trailer, and you can definitely uh, check out um, their website, and you can Google Miracle on 4th Street or, or go to MiracleOnForthStreet.com, and it actually lists all of the theaters coming up. Uh, right now, it's, it's a, a limited release in Texas, and uh, hopefully we can we can convince Charlie to, to release it a few other places so uh, so that we get to get to see it too but I'm gonna toss it over to, to Paul and I know you had some some thoughts and questions yeah the interesting thing it actually follows on what you said so Charlie many of your yeah, by the way, what's that sir I didn't understand Oh, okay. Miracleonfourth.com is the okay. website. Uh, the website? Yep. Not Miracle. Okay. Go on the street. Miracle on Fourth. Okay. Okay. So I guess a question I have, so many of your other movies are on Amazon. Could we expect one day to maybe see this one on Amazon? Well, absolutely. Uh, it's going to probably get on more than just Amazon. Uh, there's a lot of streaming options. So once the theatrical run is over, and streaming, and uh, streaming has exploded in the last uh, in the last couple of years. So um, anyone who does not live in an area near the movie theater where it's playing will certainly have time to watch the movie. I very much want to see this movie. Uh, I've got a lot of interest in it to begin with, with my, with my, um, I don't know my, how my heart goes out to Frank and Steven anyway, because we got to visit with them, but then already being in church security, because this is a nightmare that could, that anybody could face. And then, and then finally, um, just the way that that trailer was cut, Obviously, it was done skillfully. That's what you do for a living to help a person say, hey, I really want to see this movie. So I've got a, I'm pretty interested in seeing this. <laughs> well, thank you. That's the whole point of the trailer is to uh, give the audience just enough to 
their appetite. So they would go for the main course. Nice. <laughs> A little appetizer. Right. I love it. So, guys, I'm about out of questions. I'm just waiting for this to release where I can stream it. Yeah, I'll get to uh, watch it before the rest of these guys because of being in Texas. <laughs> so uh, I'll luck out on that one. So uh, thank you, Charlie. I'll, I may actually drive down towards one of the theaters uh, near Sutherland Springs and try to catch it there. Nice. Um, but uh, really looking forward to this. I think it, it it's a great story to tell and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, what part of Texas are you in? I'm in Austin uh, right now, so about uh, two hours or so north of Sutherland Springs. I know exactly where The movie will be playing at Evo Cinemas in Austin, and also at Evo in Kyle. So you, you don't have to go to the You don't have a very long drive at all. I plan to go for sure. Okay, so you were just listening to the interview that we did uh, this past week with Charlie Min. And uh, as he mentioned, you can go to miracleonfourth.com uh, to get local theater information and ticket information. Uh, right now, it is releasing in El Paso this Friday on the 12th. And um, the rest of Texas, um, I think it was, was about 9 or 10 theaters in Texas on February 26th. Uh, and then after that, um, as we mentioned earlier, I've, I've talked to him uh, a few times about his plans for other states or uh, releasing it nationally uh, so that uh, other individuals can see it. And so he's, in that last few seconds, it got a little bit glitchy with the, the broadcast, but um, basically he said he's going to be looking at releasing it on Amazon and a few other streaming um streaming sites to try and get it out there for people to see. So uh, we will definitely uh, keep you in the loop with that. Uh, appreciate the fact that you're watching tonight. Again, this is just a short broadcast because we wanted to share this with you. We felt it was important um, to go see and support. And uh, again, it's coming out this Friday, but you can, you can get more information on miracleonfourth.com. And as always, uh, we're here for you. And so if you have any questions or we can help you at all uh, with church safety or security needs, please feel free to reach out to us at uh, churchsafetyguys.com or you can reach out to us through the uh, different groups on Facebook. And we would love to, to chat with you. Um, next week, we actually uh, will be doing a regular broadcast and everybody will be back and uh, we'll be uh, tentatively talking to uh, Daniel Blevins of CV Ministries. He's going to be joining us and uh, we've got some great discussion planned for that week, um, week broadcast too. So uh, take care, have a blessed week, and we will see you uh, next time. Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Looking for ways you can help us reach more churches? Share our broadcast with your teams. Consider becoming a monthly ministry partner. Like and share our page and join the discussion in our Facebook groups. Visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources.
Remember to keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and semper disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.